Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from I the Vampire and Other Weird Forgotten Tales of the Undead, written by Lester Del Rey et al. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think all the great vampire tales from the shutter pulps. Weird tales, strange tales, horror stories, unknown, etc. have been republished and you've heard them all. Think again. We have unearthed from their yellowing pulp pages coffins six stories that you have probably never heard and combined them with two indisputable classics for one of the best and freshest anthologies of undead doings you are likely to listen to for a long time to come. For instance, have you heard After Sunset by Philip Hazelton, The Shadow of Nirvana by Earl Pierce, Jr.? The Undead Die by Everett Evans and Ray Bradbury, Spawn of Darkness by Kirk Shaw, or Vampire Girl by Bryce Walton. If you have listened to only a few or none, this is the anthology for you. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from I the Vampire and Other Weird Forgotten Tales of the Undead. Cross of Fire Lester Del Rey 1939. That rain! Will it never stop? My clothes are soaked, my body frozen. But at least the lightning is gone. Strange. I haven't seen it since I awoke. There was lightning, I think. I can't seem to remember anything clearly, yet I am sure there was a fork of light in the sky. No. Not a fork. It was like a cross. That's silly, of course. Lightning can't form a cross. It must have been a dream while I was lying there in the mud. I don't recall how I came there, either. Perhaps I was ambushed and robbed, and then left lying there until the rain brought me to. But my head doesn't hurt. The pain is in my shoulder. A sharp, jabbing ache. No, I couldn't have been robbed. I still have my ring, and there is money in my pocket. I wish I could remember what happened. When I try to think, my brain refuses. There is some part of it that doesn't want to remember. Now why should that be? There. No, it's gone again. It must have been another dream. It had to be. Horrible. Now I must find shelter from the rain. I'll make a fire when I get home and stop trying to think until my mind is rested. Ah, I know where home is. This can't be so terrible if I know that. There, I have made a fire and my clothes are drying before it. I was right. This is my home. And I'm Carl Harhofer. Tomorrow I'll ask in the village how I came here. The people in Altdorf are my friends. Altdorf. When I am not trying to think, 
things come back a little. Yes, I'll go to the village tomorrow. I'll need food anyway, and there are no provisions in the house. But that is not strange. When I arrived here, it was boarded and nailed shut, and I spent nearly an hour trying to get in. Then my feet guided me to the cellar, and it was not locked. My muscles sometimes know better than my brain, and sometimes they trick me. They would have led me deeper into the cellar instead of up the steps to this room. Dust and dirt are everywhere, and the furniture seems about to fall apart. One might think no one had lived here for a century. Perhaps I have been away from Altdorf a long time, but surely I can't have lived away while all this happened. I find a mirror. There should be one over there, but it's gone. No matter. A tin pan of water will serve. Not a mirror in the house. I used to like my reflection and found my face fine and aristocratic. I've changed. My face is but little older, but the eyes are hard, the lips thin and red, and there is something unpleasant about my expression. When I smile, the muscles twist crookedly before they attempt my old cockiness. Sister Flamchen used to love my smile. There was a bright red wound on my shoulder, like a burn. It must have been the lightning after all. Perhaps it was that cross of fire in the sky I seemed to remember. It shocked my brain badly, then left me on the soggy earth until the cold revived me. But that does not explain the condition of the house, nor where old Fritz has gone. Flarechen may have married and gone away, but Fritz would have stayed with me. I may have taken him to America with me, but what became of him then? Yes, I was going to America before. Before something happened. I must have gone and been away longer than I looked to have been. In ten years, much might happen to a deserted house, and Fritz was old. Did I bury him in America? They may know in Altdorf. The rain has stopped and there is a flush of dawn in the sky. I'll go down soon. But now I am growing sleepy. Small wonder, with all I have been through. I'll go upstairs and sleep for a little while before going to the village. The sun will be up in a few minutes. No, fool legs, to the left. The right leads back to the cellar, not the bedroom. Up. The bed may not be the best now, but the linens should keep well. And I should be able to sleep there. I can hardly keep my eyes open long enough to reach it. I must have been more tired than I thought, since it's dark again. Extreme fatigue always brings nightmares, too. They've faded out, as dreams do, but they must have been rather gruesome from the impression left behind. And I woke up ravenously hungry. It is good that my pockets are well filled with money. It would take a long time to go to Edeldorf, where the bank is. Now it won't be necessary for some time. This money seems odd, but I suppose the coinage has changed while I was gone. How long have I been away? The air is cool and sweet after yesterday's rain, but the moon is hidden. I've picked up an aversion to cloudy nights and something seems wrong with the road to the village. Of course it would change. 
but it seems to have been an unusually great change for ten years or so. Ah, Altdorf. Where the Burgermeister's house was, there is now some shop with a queer pump in front of it. Gasoline? Much that I cannot recall ever seeing be before, my mind seems to recognize, even to expect. Changes all around me, yet Altdorf has not changed as greatly as I feared. There is the tavern, beyond is the food store, and down the street is the wine shop. Excellent. No, I was wrong. Altdorf has not changed. But the people have. I don't recognize any of them, and they stare at me most unpleasantly. They should be my friends. The children should run after me for sweets. Why should they fear me? Why should that old woman cry out and draw her children into the house as I pass? Why are the lights turned out as I approach and the streets deserted? Could I have become a criminal in America? I had no leaning toward crime. They must mistake me for someone else. I do look greatly different. The storekeeper seems familiar, but younger and altered in subtle ways from the one I remember. A brother, perhaps. Don't run away, you fool. I won't hurt you. I only wish to purchase some vegetables and provisions. Let me see. No, no beef. I am no robber. I will pay you. See, I have money. His face is white. His hands tremble. Why does he stare at me when I order such common things? For myself, of course. For whom else should I buy these? My larder is empty. Yes, that will do nicely. If he would stop shaking, must he look back to that door so furtively? Now his back is turned and his hands grope as if he were crossing himself. Does he think one sells one's soul to the devil by going to America? No, not that storekeeper. Its color is the most nauseous red I've seen. And some coffee and cream. Some sugar. Some, yes, some liverwurst and some of that brown sausage. I'd like some bacon, but cut out the lean. I want only the fat. Blutwurst? No, never. What a thought. Yes, I'll take it myself, if your boy is sick. It is a long walk to my place. If you'll lend me that wagon, I'll return it tomorrow. All right. I'll buy it. How much? No, of course I'll pay. This should cover it, if you won't name a price. Do I have to throw it at you? Here, I'll leave it on the counter. Yes, you can go. Now why should the fool scuttle off as if I had the plague? That might be it. They would avoid me, of course, if I had had some contagious disease, yet surely I couldn't have returned here alone, if I had been sick. No, that doesn't explain it. Now the wine dealer. He is a young man, very self-satisfied. Perhaps he will act sensibly. At least he doesn't run, though his skin blanches. Yes, some wine. He isn't surprised as much as the storekeeper. Wine seems a more normal request than groceries. 
No, white port, not the red. Don't look so surprised, man. White port and light to K. Yes, that brand will do if you haven't the other. And a little cognac. These evenings are so cool. Your money. Very well. He doesn't refuse the money, nor hesitate to charge double for his goods. But he picks it up with a hesitant gesture, and then dumps the change into my hand without counting it out. There must be something in my looks that the water did not reveal last night. He stands staring at me so fixedly as I draw my wagon away. Next time I shall buy a good mirror, but I have had enough of this village for the time. Night again. This morning I lay down before sunrise, expecting to catch a little sleep before exploring the house. But again, it was dark before I awoke. Well, I have candles enough. It makes little difference whether I explore the place by day or night. Hungry as I am, it seems an effort to swallow the food. And the taste is odd and unfamiliar, as if I had eaten none of it for a long time. But then, naturally, the foods in America would not be the same. I am beginning to believe that I was away longer than I thought. The wine is good, though. It courses through my veins like new life. And the wine dispels the lurking queerness of the nightmares. I had hoped that my sleep would be dreamless. But they came again, this time stronger. Some I half remember. Flamgin was in one. Fritz in several. That is due to my being back in the old house, and because the house has changed so unpleasantly. Fritz and Flamchen have altered into the horrible travesties I see in my dreams. Now to look over the house. First the attic, then the cellar. The rest of it I have seen. And it is little different except for its anachronistic appearance of age. Probably the attic will be the same though curiosity and idleness urge me to see. These stairs must be fixed. The ladder looks too shaky to risk. It seems solid enough, though. Now the trap door. Ah, it opens easily. But what is that odor? Garlic? Or the age-worn ghost of garlic? The place reeks of it. There are little withered bunches of it tied everywhere. Someone must have lived up here once. There is a bed and a table with a few soiled dishes. That refuse might have been food once. And that old hat was one that Fritz always wore. The cross on the wall and the Bible on the table were flamchens. My sister and Fritz must have shut themselves up here after I was gone. More mysteries. If that is true, they may have died here. The villagers must know of them. Perhaps there is one who will tell me. That wine dealer might, for a price. There is little to hold me here unless the table drawer has secrets it will surrender. Stuck. The rust and rotten wood cannot be wrong. I must have been away more years than I thought. Ah, there it comes. Yes, there is something here, a book of some sort. Diary of Fritz August Schmidt. This should give me a clue, if I can break the clasp. There should be tools in the workroom. But first I must explore the cellar. 
It seems strange that the door should have been open there when all the rest were so carefully nailed shut. If I could only remember how long I've been gone. How easily my feet lead me down into the cellar. Well, let them have their way this once. Perhaps they know more than my memory tells. They guided me here well enough before. Tracks in the dust. A man's shoe print. Wait. Yes, they match perfectly. They are mine. Then I came down here before the shock. Ah, that explains the door. I came here, opened that, and walked about. Probably I was on my way to the village when the storm came up. Yes, that must be it. And that explains why my legs moved so surely to the cellar entrance. Muscular habits are hard to break. But why should I have stayed here so long? The tracks go in all directions, and they cover the floor. Surely there is nothing to hold my interest here. The walls are bare, the shelves crumbling to pieces, and not a sign of anything unusual anywhere. No, there is something. That board shouldn't be loose, where the tracks all meet again. How easily it comes away in my hand. Now why should there be a pit dug out behind the wall? when the cellar is empty. Perhaps something is hidden here. The air is moldy and sickening inside. Somewhere I've smelled it before. And the association is not pleasant. Ah, now I can see. There's a box there, a large one and heavy. Inside, a coffin, open and empty. Someone buried here? but that is senseless. It is empty. Two, the earth would have been filled in. No, there is something wrong here. Strange things have gone on in this house while I have been away. The house is too old. The villagers fear me. Fritz shut himself up in the attic. This coffin is hidden here. Somehow they must be connected, and I must find that connection. This was an unusually fine coffin once. The satin lining is scarcely soiled, except for those odd brown blotches. Mold, perhaps? Though I have never seen it harden the cloth before. Looks more like blood. Evidently, I'll not find my connection here, but there still remains the diary. Somewhere there has to be an answer. I'll break that clasp at once and see if my questions are settled there. This time, reading and work have given me no chance to sleep through the day as before. It is almost night again, and I am still awake. Yes, the diary held the answer. I have burned it now, but I could recite it from memory. Memory! How I hate that word! Mercifully, some things are still only half clear. My hope now is that I may never remember fully. How I have remained sane this long is a miracle beyond comprehension. If I had not found the diary, things might, but better this way. The story is complete now. At first, as I read Fritz's scrawl, it was all strange and unbelievable. But the names and events jogged my memory until I was living again the nightmare I read. I should have guessed before. The sleeping by day, 
the age of the house, the lack of mirrors, the action of the villagers, my appearance. A hundred things, all should have told me what I had been. The story is told all too clearly by the words Fritz wrote before he left the attic. My plans had been made, and I was to leave for America in three days, when I met a stranger the villagers called the Night Lady. Evil things had been whispered of her, and they feared and despised her. But I would have none of their superstition. For me, she had an uncanny fascination. My journey was forgotten, and I was seen with her at night until even my priest turned against me. Only Fritz and Flamchen stayed with me. When I died, the doctors called it anemia. But the villagers knew better. They banded together and hunted until they found the body of the woman. On her they used a heart's horn stake and fire. But my coffin had been moved. Though they knew I had become a monster, they could not find my body. Fritz knew what would happen. The old servant sealed himself and Flamchin in the attic away from me. He could not give up hopes for me, though. He had a theory of his own about the undead. It is not death, he wrote, but a possession. The true soul sleeps while the demon who has entered the body rules instead. There must be some way to drive out the fiend without killing the real person, as our Lord did to the man possessed. Somehow I must find that method. That was before I returned and lured Flamchen to me. Why is it that we, such as I was, must prey always on those whom we loved? Is it not enough to lie writhing in the hell the usurper has made of our body, without the added agonies of seeing one's friends its victims? When Flamchen joined me in undeath, Fritz came down from his retreat. He came willingly, if not happily, to join us. Such loyalty deserved a better reward. Wretched Flamchen! Miserable Fritz! They came here last night, but it was almost dawn, and they had to go back. Poor, lustful faces, pressed against the broken windows, calling me to them. Since they have found me, they will surely be back. It is night again, and they should be here any moment now. Let them come. My preparations are made, and I am ready. We have stayed together before, and will vanish together tonight. A torch is lit and within reach, and the dry old floor is covered with rags and oil to fire the place. On the table I have a gun loaded with three bullets. Two of them are of silver, and on each a cross is cut deeply. If Fritz were right, only such bullets may kill a vampire, and in all other things he has proved correct. Once I, too, should have needed the argent metal. But now this simple bit of lead will serve as well. Fritz's theory was correct. That cross of lightning which drove away the demon possessing my body brought my real soul back to life. Once a vampire, again I became a man. 
but almost. I should prefer the curse to the memories it has left. Ah, they have returned. They are tapping at the door I have unfastened, moaning their bloodlust as of old. Come in, come in, it is not locked. See, I am ready for you. No, don't draw back from the gun. Fritz Flamchen, you should welcome this. How peaceful they look now. Real death is so clean. But I'll drop the torch on the tender, to make doubly sure. Fire is cleanest of all things. Then I shall join them. This gun against my heart seems like an old friend. The pull of the trigger is like a soft caress. Strange. The pistol flame looks like a cross. Flamchen. The cross. So clean. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from I the Vampire and Other Weird Forgotten Tales of the Undead. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon, Audible, and iTunes.